0: Shinji Ikari! Cracking open a cold one. With the boys. Shinji, get in the Ava! Hey, cheers to a good time.
1: <laughs> Clink. <laughs> I'm Mark Hamill as
0: Chucky. Welp, we're at it again, boys. Yep. With another fucking podcast. That was the first time we've actually recorded the the quote unquote ad libs at the beginning mm-hmm. that was all recorded, yes, and now it's really us, that not a soundboard this time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome everyone to We Bought a Mic, uh, a, a audio form entertainment show for your listening pleasure.
1: You could call it like a radio, but it's pre recorded and you can't listen to it on the radio, and
0: it's not over the radio waves. Mm. My, my, that's my dream. My dream job is to have my own AM radio show. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like Scoop McNary with the ham radio. (laughs) Yeah. This, I listen to this podcast and it sounds like shit because it doesn't sound like shit and i'm thinking where's mm-hmm. the crackling yeah it's like vinyl like it's got to be a little scratch yeah, it's like, got to jump if i drive a mile down the road i should not be able to hear a podcast anymore my like, dream you know? job
1: is just being on like espn radio for 3 hour blocks every day monday through friday by yeah. myself yeah
0: and you're so desperate you just have to like say random I've shit i just
1: make up takes yeah. i'm just like yeah guess what i think tom brady sucks yeah i think kobe what kobe's that's got to be better quarterback
0: up. than tom brady yeah. <laughs>
1: Kobe Bryant's better quarterback than Tom Brady. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. Yes. Is CBS Tom Radio. Brady
0: confirmed for Space Jam Three?
1: Um. Well, so no, we're in, no. we're in talks right we're in, now. We're not letting him in. We're in talks. As his producer, I am in talks right now.
0: He's only going to be in Space Jam if he signs with the Lakers because that's what they're doing. They're, mm. it's oh, gonna, Michael Jordan was with the Lakers back no, then. No, doesn't. but no, okay. now it's because LeBron's in it, and there are talks. It. Uh, he signs on to Space Jam Two. And it's like
1: also they don't
0: have money to get anybody. So now the yeah. new thing is that like they're like,
1: hey, well, we can't pay you as much, but we will give you ten million dollars yeah. for your appearance. Yeah, exactly. Space it's Jam. like
0: maybe maybe you're a day player and we give you five million. We'll you know? put you in the next Judd Apatow flick. Yeah, exactly. Pete, so about Pete Davidson's dad dying. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Clay Thompson is going to be in it. Very excited for that. Damian Lillard is going to be in it. Uh, maybe he'll do one of his raps that suck.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, hey, don't hate on Dalla Dame.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Dame Dame Dala Dame Dala. I put
1: Dala comma Dame because I only pronounce people by their mm. last names first. Like For example,
0: Deets and Drew. Hi, I'm Dietz and Drew. Uh, w- welcome to the show, <laughs> everybody. This is a podcast about pop culture. I'm Ernest Calderon. I'm Hunter Mobley. And I'm Dietson Drew. Okay, and, um, <laughs> we we have bought. A mic on yeah. today's we, episode. We got to get into the pop, culture. and we got to talk about this mic that we have bought mm. because it's a stinky mic, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it it's so stinky that it's permeating itself through the electricity into the recording. That now you're listening. Maybe you're listening to this a thousand years from now. Who knows? Yeah. Who <clears> knows? <throat>
1: this is. Or maybe you're listening to this. In a post-apocalyptic
0: Tokyo 3. Um, Tokyo 3? Yeah. Wow. You know how they sent up, in the in one of the spaceships, they sent up, like, a gold uh, vinyl? F- so if aliens, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if aliens find it, like, they can just play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever they send up another one, it's going to have a USB with, like, we bought a mic on it. Yeah. Specifically this episode. Yeah, and there's right going to... And in the USB, like, there will be instructions on how to build a computer to plug the USB into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be us, and it'll be, like, Marin, you know, what what's up, what the fuckers? What the fuck who's? And uh, the aliens will kill us all yeah. immediately. And all of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Well, mm. yeah, and
1: speaking of plugging stuff in, we gotta fucking plug that Ava into its battery, into its electricity port. Because it <laughs> only dude, has a dude, battery in five minutes. <laughs> no, we're gonna keep that one. That was a good take. um Guys... Neon Genesis Evangelion is finally on Netflix. This is a show. I It is the best anime ever made. I'll go that far to say I do love me some anime, and I've watched a lot of it. This show is amazing. Um, by the way, this is Ketchup Corner. Um, Welcome. Yeah. Um, I just I got too excited. I decided had to jump right in. Mm. Um, Digital ketchup. So the thing is this post. show... Um, I first saw this show back in... Early high school days Whenever I was about the age Of the main protagonist of this story Shinji Ikari Who is a 14 year old Whiny little bitch of a boy Um, Just like you And yeah and I related to it And in a weird way I kind of did relate to it Not being like as whiny as he is But Mm. there's What's so amazing about this show Is it is a show about Depression About loneliness Um ...about this feeling of inadequacy that is Trojan-horsed into this show about mechs and about uh, ultimate sci-fi battles. And I don't say that to diminish the battles themselves, because the battles are fucking awesome. They're so creative and so cool... And better yet, they actually take place in the course of an episode and they aren't just stretched out across, like, multi-episode arcs. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. And Attack on Titan. And Attack on Titan. Most of them. What's funny the is uh, Attack on Titan would not exist without this show. Um, except one thing that's so great about this is anytime that there's this big battle that's happening, there's never really a sense of, like, accomplishment. Accomplishment, Like, yeah, we got him. Like, we're all happy now. There's always kind of this underlying anxiety to it all, and that's why this show is so fucking amazing. Um, this really is, like, one of my top ten shows of all time. Uh, it really – it disappeared for a while there because nobody really had the rights to it in the streaming world that we're in now. Not even now. Crunchyroll? Um, Crunchyroll, it got – it was on Crunchyroll for a bit I believe and now it's off of Crunchyroll. So it was no. just nowhere. Like you just had to like scour the internet to find it somewhere.
0: Luckily for me, I have the DVDs. Ooh. Um, wow, I can't believe you would lower yourself to watch DVDs. I'm willing to do it for Neon. Um, I'm willing to do so, it for fucking Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I have that nice. on DVD. Nope. Um <laughs> So, quick little background
1: on the show. This takes place in the year 2015 in the distant future. Mm-hmm. Um, the show was made in 1995, by the way. Oh. Um, okay. so 20 years
0: back then was yeah, the distant future. That
1: was the distant future. And this is a show that it tackles ideas like climate change and religion and all these other, like, very deep internal things. But in a very creative way, um, it takes place. It's... Starring, our main protagonist is this guy named Shinji Ikari, who is this 14-year-old boy who is uh, very estranged from his father, who is running this massive organization known as NERV, which they basically have become humanity's last line of defense as they uh, created these things known as Evangelions, which fight angels, which are these beasts of very... Without spoiling too much, they're very unknown what they are. Are they humanoid? Are they some kind of a mech or alien? Like, what exactly is this force that's coming? Mm -hmm. Um, They've basically almost destroyed the world multiple times now, and this is the only thing that we have left, is putting children into the suits of these uh, giant metal robots to take on these things. Why they're actually children... Why the world is actually doing this, why the angels are attacking, is all something that is explained during the show. Um, like I said, this show is so good. I don't even want to spoil it for anybody out there just um, because the show is – it's its fucking – even if you're not an anime fan, I feel like there's so much you can take out of the show. The direction of the show is incredible. It's like some of the best Miyazaki stuff is what I would compare wow. it to for like – it actually feels like a good movie where you can feel the direction and it serves a purpose I think I was just watching um, episode earlier today where they're going into battle I will say this is the third time that I've done a watch through of this show because I love it so much it's only 26 episodes the entire series mm, okay, yeah that was my question um, and I,
0: I do like your answer it's 26 episodes
1: <laughs> uh, they're each 22 minutes long not bad. including credits uh, it is takes place um, oh sorry I got a little bit sidetracked there, but uh, to just notice the direction, there's one moment where they're going into battle, and you see them going in, and this is a show that relies very heavily on its score, and the score for this show is incredible, um, but when they go into battle, it's one of those things where you see them marching into battle, and any other show or movie, you'd hear kind of this triumphant music of, they're Your going in about this theme. optimism, and... Instead, there's no music in this scene. It's very purposeful that you just hear, like, the crunching of this robot inching towards it, and it leads to this sense of anxiety of, fuck, is this going to work? Because people do fail a lot of times on this show, and people do die. And so it is a show with real stakes. Um, I love the show. It's now all on uh, Netflix. All 26 episodes of the original show and uh, the movies and they're, as well. And
0: they're remaking it aren't they isn't netflix putting out a new version
1: well so there was they've been Evangelion's kind of a thing that's weird because it's one finite story that was kind of uh it was completely closed up quote unquote with the movies that they created they've then tried to do this thing known as rebuild of evangelion which is they put out these Uh, they're almost like movies, but they're almost kind of like a mashup of ideas from like uh episode arcs that they push together into one. So when they say they're remaking it, I I don't really. We'll see what actually happens with that. The story kind of ends on a note where you're like, yeah, that's it. Um, couple downsides to the Netflix version. Um, I'm a sub guy. I don't watch dubs. Oh, you're not a dom no i'm not I'm not a dom. I'm a sub um had you pinned as a yeah. n- no pun intended but. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: I've heard I heard that the English dubs because the original English dubs they aren't great but they're fine um but they for some reason Netflix whenever they got the rights they wanted to redub it and the new English voices are they're really bad I don't know why they chose to do that if that was a contracting thing or what exactly it is hmm. Really bad. Um, and also, uh, this is the smallest of notes. But uh, the actual show itself opens up with the theme song, "A Cruel Angel's Thesis," which is this very glossy J-pop song, which is like it's so it just makes you want to dance and just like pump your fist while you're listening to it. And uh, the show always ends with a song called "Fly Me to the Moon." Mm. Uh, which is another. It's very. Um, it's a little bit more of a somber, uh, kind of a ballad of a song. For some reason on the new version, it just kind of ends with this morose piano <laughs> at the end of the episodes. That's very and it all has to do with
0: rights. Some sort of
1: yeah, I, I'm sure that that's what it is. It's just a rights thing. It's it, these are like the tiniest of notes. Go watch the show. It's but an watch show. the
0: DVD. Yes, the um, come to my songs. house. Break
1: on in. Uh, they're in my, if you look at my media shelf, they're in the top left
0: corner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. The, the best, uh, TV show that sounds like a Coheed song. (laughs) I
1: I bet that they're (laughs) fans. Oh, I did want to say this isn't all dark and gloomy. There's also a lot of humor in here. Like this show is super fucking funny too.
0: For a okay. show that's okay. like
1: people always take out of it, kind of the bleakness to it, especially as the season goes along, it's really fun and, and lighthearted. Okay, and show. it holds up twenty. Oh, it holds 20 up twenty f- five. Well, I mean, five it's later, it's hand drawn animation, mm. so it, it hand drawn animation always just looks yeah
0: good. Eat shit, Pixar. <laughs> <Idiots>. Yes, <Yeah, laughs> fuck you. That guys. dog looks like ass now.
1: Yeah, Forky already looks bad. Um, <laughs> it's it's <laughs>
0: literal trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, How does uh, Chucky look these days? How does that hold up? <laughs> well, the doll itself does not look great. Have you guys seen the pictures for uh,
1: Chucky? Yeah, I've been Child's trying. Twenty nineteen. I've been
0: trying not to see anything about this movie, but because you want to save yourself. You want to yeah, save yourself no, from spoilers. Because I'm actively not wanting to watch it or um, anything involving it. So this Doesn't movie is.
1: Good. It actually the critical buzz coming up to it was. Uh, solid to, like, semi-positive. A lot of fans are hating on this, and I can understand why. Colin, Um, friend of the pod. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about the Chucky franchise. Like, (laughs) I don't think that any of the Chucky movies are really, like, great films. Uh, my childhood experience to Chucky was one time I vividly remember I was, like, five, six years old, and I walked in on my sister and my older sister and, like, her friends watching, um... Bride of Chucky and uh, them like throwing... There's a scene when they throw glass at some kids and it terrified me as a child. (laughs) I've now learned that that movie is like a farce of itself and it's not even like a scary
0: moment in the movie. But... I can relate to that. When I was a kid... I was terrified of the movie Scary Movie Three. Oh man, because <laughs> <laughs> the sight of a parody of version. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, because yeah, no, because even looking at a parody version of The Ring Girl, like I was like yeah. pissing That's myself. still scared yeah, you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was like young enough then that like, I've gone back and I've seen some of the other Child's Play movies. The thing is that I don't think that any of them are like, none of them are like Halloween level as far as like being like a great horror movie of its time maybe the first child's play i don't know who's to say um so now we insert this new version 2019's child's play same name um bold move by them because this movie is like i think that a lot of people hate it because it's not scary but i don't think this movie is really trying to be that scary it's very uh like It's more so, like, trying to be, like, slasher, and they really lean into the humor a lot with this movie. Um, It seems purposeful. I could be completely wrong, and the filmmakers thought this was going to be, like, the new, like, hereditary or something. It was going to, like, give kids nightmares, but I just thought it was funny. My audience was laughing, but it all was in, like, in good fun um
0: no one turned on the movie
1: no nobody turned on the movie because also the best part about it it's 90 minutes it is a clean 90 minutes in and out um it is starring mark hamill as the voice of chucky which by the way just have mark hamill just voice everything
0: his voice is he just has the best voice especially a villain voice yeah i i will say i during the ads the laugh that he does for this is pretty much the same laugh yeah. he does for the Joker.
1: Well, yeah, but it it works. I, his voice that he does is not the same as he does for the Joker. Maybe it's just that laugh. Yeah, just is, the it, laugh. is it
0: the same as the Brixby Bear voice? Yes, yeah, it's the exact same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, just have Mark Campbell be the villain to everything. Um, Aubrey Plaza is in here as the mom. The main kid in this movie is a uh, Gabriel Bateman, uh, who. I've never heard of this kid in my life. Don't know if he's related to Jason or not. I'm going to guess not. Um, but also we have Brian Tyree Henry is in here, our guy. Um, How's he do?
0: He is cashing them fucking checks, by the way. Yeah, he is. Are you kidding me? He's doing work. This guy's been in every movie we've seen this year. Yeah, he really has been. It's insane.
1: He's like – I mean, he's definitely – he's just like doing a little bit part. He's like – they live – Aubrey Plaza plays the mom who she's like obviously had this kid when she was like 12 because she's probably only like 10 years older than this kid but um she uh, she's playing like this young younger mom in her 20s who doesn't really know how to raise a kid um well she does have a shitty boyfriend and spoiler alert chucky fucking kills him um so chucky's good (laughs) well (laughs) see at first this all kind of starts out as like fun and games because the thing is with this they tried to modernize i'm just gonna kind of
0: spoil child yeah do you guys care no wait i need i need to know what movies has brian tyree henry been in this year was he in Dumbo? Ooh. Was he in Aladdin? Yes. Yes. Was he Dumbo? Was he, he Aladdin? Was Aladdin. Yes. He was Aladdin. No, he was kay. Jasmine. Okay. Yeah. Widows was this year as we all know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um Atlanta season <laughs> 1 and
0: season 2. Yeah, only season 1 actually yeah. was okay. this year. All right. Was he a Battle Angel? Yes. Oh, he okay. He is getting the money. <laughs> Yo, he
1: played Ed Norton in that movie. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. Um he actually in uh in Longshot he played uh <laughs> no the boys to men no yeah no no. that's racist no No. i was gonna say he played the fucking guy who always is cg'd out who is actually a person in it oh Uh, Andy Circus. yeah he was yeah can we can we run that back so i can (laughs) okay get a clean Clean take clean take let's go around he was actually uh andy circus in long (laughs) shot no way Mm -hmm. i'm gonna keep that recording of your laugh there and just put it after everything i say okay on the whole podcast that's good um but yeah good for him uh so the movie the the premise as i saw in the trailer was chucky is now in the cloud yeah. <laughs> so it's black mirror chucky. so kind, there's definitely
1: well, honestly i feel like this would have made a half it would made a good schlocky episode of so
0: ha, you haven't seen the miley episode yet have you no because it's uh it becomes that exactly Oh, to, sorry to spoil, but it does like how I I don't care. I quoted it last week. I think where there's a part where my, like the Miley doll is like, hey, get that. Get that cord out of my ass. And it's like, is this Chucky? <laughs> like truly, it's bad, though. It's not good.
1: So here's the thing with this. <laughs> this whole movie. This takes place in the near future when we reach the singularity and everything is just owned by one company. Uh, our phones, our TVs, our security systems. They're all just run by this one corporation. And then they put out this doll um, called Buddy, of course, um, which he is your buddy. He can uh, raise your children for you while you're off fucking your s- mistress or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know all that fun stuff, and also you can tell him, and he'll just control everything in your house for you. Um, however, movie starts. Um, exterior: a dark, stormy night outside of a Korean factory. <laughs> 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 I'm assuming it's Korea. It's only Asian people <laughs> who are speaking in a foreign language. So, honey, I'm listening. Not great. Yeah. Um, and there's one guy who <laughs> he comes up to him, the floor man, who's just like, you're daydreaming again. Finish this doll and then get out of here. Which, <laughs> yeah, you know how you tell people who have the power to like create a god that just like, hey, but finish this guy up before yeah. you pack your shit. Quit daydreaming. You're fired.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but finish so, your job. But
1: finish this job. Yeah. You're not going to get paid for it, though. Um, he turns off all of the like safety settings on Shucky. Because his boss was mean to him. Because his boss mean to him. But guess what? He gets away with it though. Because he fucking kills himself after he turns everything (laughs) off. Oh my god! So So maybe it's Japan then. So that's how.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's how this starts.
1: Um, I'm just kind of gonna. You know, I there isn't really... That pretty much kind of tells you everything you need to know about this movie. Yeah. Um, the switch got controls, switched, and yeah, then he, he kills can, people. Yeah, he like, everybody... But there is, is like, one thing... It's used as an exposition trick, but it is kind of creative that because Chucky is basically a security camera, too, you can, like, access, like, the Buddy app on your phone. You can see what he's seeing, and you can kind of rewind time, and you can see him, like... Kill the cat or kill mom's oh, boyfriend. Not the cat. And yeah, um, cat didn't do anything. Yeah, cat was kind of a bitch, she might have had it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We are a very peta friendly podcast. I we might have just lost our sponsorship. Shit,
0: mm-hmm. Peter,
1: Peter Griffin. too bad we're live. And um, this
0: episode is brought to you by Lidden's Pet cat Cemetery. Cat Cemetery. Lidden's Cat, just because they're dead
1: doesn't mean they're Ernie, dead. Do you not
0: have a cat? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Liddens. <laughs> okay, so pretty much, I if you like like kind of schlocky horror movies, then you'll like this movie. I thought, like, I had a good time in the theater. I didn't regret it. This was part of a uh, double feature between Toy Story and Child's Play.
0: Yeah, clearly, Child's Play was the better choice um, there.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: The People better... have already listened
1: to the Toy Story Pod, yeah. they know how much I fucking despise this franchise. Yeah. If it's dead, Enemy of the
0: Podcast, Pixar yeah. Studios. I, everybody
1: knows that I'm more of a Cars guy.
0: Okay. Right. Mm. No. The good dinosaur
1: Brave. I can't even joke about. The
0: Pixar that. was not good until Planes. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Which is not even a Pixar that movie but right it's still, it's still <laughs> That's why it was no longer Pixar. Yeah. Pixar wasn't good until it was Pixar no longer wasn't Pixar. good
1: until Ready Player One.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made me remember how good. It, it was. wasn't good until Kingdom Hearts three, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, what anything else about uh
1: Uh n- no, I no. That's fine. <laughs> I was gonna you talk pull- about. I was gonna talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. But I don't need to talk about a game that came out three years ago. So it's okay. a good game. It's a good game. Um, I actually while playing it, I think that it's a really great game. Um, I feel like it got forgotten about because it came yeah. out. Did you know it came out four days before the Switch launched? Oh, it came out four days before Breath of the Wild, the yeah. greatest open world game of all time, came out. So that kind of like really yeah, made it, it, it really buried it. Like but it's cool. It, it has a
0: really cool premise. Like the story's interesting. The, story's, the world I'm, it presents. I
1: feel like I'm like, I've been, I've been doing work on it. So I feel like I'm pretty far in the story so mm-hmm. far. Really interesting story. Um, it can be really hard at times. I've definitely yeah, stumbled into things that I should not have stumbled into, but um, I, I like that. I like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, Drew wow let's get to your catch up well uh first of all did you guys both finish rami or no no nope. yes not yet oh <sighs> okay we'll wait on that uh great great last i week. was a disney world God. Damn. keep wait for it in. your spot wait for your turn are you gonna though, talk okay? about disney world maybe don't, don't. <laughs> i mean if you have if you have a fresh take on disney world <laughs> i'd love to hear it um I want to talk about uh, 30 Rock, which is another thing that you'd think there wouldn't be many fresh takes about it. But uh, I've been going to 30 Rock lately as my just like put it on, on Hulu, show, right? Ooh. It's yeah. It used to be on Netflix. Now it's Hulu. Uh, luckily, I think my girlfriend Allison has a friend whose friend has Hulu without commercials. So nice. Did you know you have a friend with Hulu with live TV?
1: I, and yeah, he's on your podcast. I think I and you know, it
0: has live sports, right? I think you yeah, did. it does have of sports. I feel like you did mention something about that, that 20 other have. times. Uh, <laughs> so
1: here, guy. here's the deal. <laughs> all
0: right. Um,
1: Wait, so, so I do have one question. When is The Office moving to Hulu? 2021.
0: There's an article out right now.
1: Oh, it's not until 20. 20- I thought that it was going to be sooner than that, to be honest. Because um, that's going to kind of put a dent in Netflix's numbers. Because really, Friends and The Office
0: are the two highest Yeah, most-watched, most yep. And, uh, like, Adam Sandler's Poo Poo Pee 2, The Legend of Stinky Butt. Hey, Mrs. Poo um, it's, called, Mr. uh, and Mrs. Poo-poo. it's called Murder Trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that's what it's called. So, Someone 30 Rock is. was, everyone obviously knows about it. Most people have seen it. Uh, it was on during, a, like, an all-time great block of sitcoms on NBC. This was when they had The Office, Parks and Rec, and Community going mm-hmm. all at the same time. Absolutely insane lineup. Um, and I think that this show, it has plenty of clout and it has plenty of appreciation. But I think this is one of the best sitcoms ever made. Period. Like, I think this is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I had seen a decent amount of it before, but really watching it, the more that I've learned about joke construction, uh, generally, like what good TV is. This is an incredible fucking show. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna put it above all of the shows that I just listed, but It has attributes that are better than all of them. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Insane show. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about why it's so goddamn good uh, in comparison to other sitcoms that people seem to be crazy about. Uh, The first thing, like I said, is the quality of the jokes on 30 Rock is higher, the highest in the history of... And the quantity, too. Well, that's... Yeah, I'm going to get to that, too, because... That's a, that's the thing that Tina Fey is pretty renowned for. Like with Kimmy Schmidt also, the, the rapid fire nature of the jokes is insane. So not all of them are going to hit except in 30 rock. They almost all do. And it's like one joke every 15 seconds. So we're dealing with a show that's drastically different from any laugh track sitcom, obviously, but even different from a show like the office earlier on when it had like slower pacing, this is a show that is zany. Like it's off the walls. It's absurdist humor And it's throwing so much at you that it's insane that it all sticks to you. Like, three or four times an episode, I would say, I am, like, covering my mouth because I'm, like, in (laughs) awe of how good a joke was. Like, it's the best jokes I've heard in my entire life. Um, And to compare it to its modern uh, counterparts that are kind of, like, going off with its blueprint, I would say Brooklyn Nine-Nine is doing that. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is very absurdist. It's very silly. It's not supposed to be rooted in reality at all. Um, but for me personally, the joke consistency on that show is not good enough. Like I it lets me down a lot when I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. And I like the show. It's a good show, but I've I've been on the record about this before, I think. It just episode to episode even, sometimes I'll watch a corker and then the very next one, the the frequency is so high that when like five in a row are bad, it's rough. You notice it. Yeah, so if
1: anything, I'd say that the closest thing that I'd compare Thirty Rock to, and this is a weird comparison but it's pro- probably like BoJack Horseman because BoJack can make like layers and layers of jokes all within like a couple minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, BoJack can lean back on that. It's an animated show with cartoon Yeah, people. exactly.
0: This might as well be an animated show. It's so, so. And the other thing it has in common with BoJack is the industry satire component mm-hmm. of it. Uh, this is very Inside Baseball. It's literally shot in 30 Rock, and it's about a fake sketch show, um, and it's made by Tina Fey who had wrote SNL so it's, all the interior stuff is in the actual yeah building. they shoot it in 30 Rock nice. and that leads into the other another thing that's incredible about the show A smaller part The cameos are the greatest of all time For any comedy I'm willing to say that Above the office Above anything else These cameos are Not like comedy cameos Like Meryl Streep will just like Pop in for an episode Or like Like AAA listers Will just like stop in Because they're doing press in New York Like you know You travel to New York Then you travel back to LA So they're there They're in 30 Rock Doing all the bullshit there Today Show's in there SNL's in there Jimmy Fallon's in there Yeah they just stop by And they A lot of the time They play themselves Which is great playing like a heightened shitty version of themselves it's amazing uh and speaking of like the casting job the the cast in this show is it's like a really great uh basketball coach is what tina fey is where like may even if even if she doesn't have the best players she uses them in a way that gets rings like she's winning championships with this lineup even if they're not all 10 out of 10s because most of these people I don't like in everything you know what I mean you could call her the Nick Nurse of writers yeah you could say that you could definitely say that that. Um, I think the, the office did the same thing yeah, it definitely did. Uh,
1: yeah, there's a reason why you haven't seen Stanley go on to yeah. do great things. Well, yeah, in
0: particular it did because those guys were just like unknown. They weren't even comedy actors. They were right. just act general actors, which is wild in itself and that's also why later on the show kind of unraveled for me when they were like, "Hey, non-comedy actor, do <laughs> some slapstick." And it was really bad. Again, my opinion. Uh this show uses every single component to its highest level possible. Jack McBrayer, I don't love him in everything. Like, he can get a little old. He never gets old in 30 Rock, and it's like, why don't I hate this guy? He's so annoying. He's perfectly utilized. That's the perfect version of a guy. And
1: Grant, I need to do a deep dive into 30 Rock because that was it's one of those shows that I've always caught in passing, and I always yeah. loved it while it's on. It's... But I've never actually, like, followed exactly. it. But Jack McBrayer is the perfect version where, like, sometimes he gets on my nerves whenever I see him, and he's just like because he almost plays the same person all yeah, the time but yeah. he's playing the guy from 30 rock like that's yeah. just his thing so
0: he he has actual heart sorry if it's, you're a listener of the podcast he's Jack. a he's a big sweetie and i mean with a face like that you're gonna get cast in a certain kind of role uh but jane krakowski don't love her and everything she's perfect in 30 rock uh tracy morgan not a fan of like a lot of his work Amazing in Thirty Rock, he's delivering like highbrow intellectual jokes <laughs> alongside like really stupid low humor. Yeah. That's what I was talking about with joke humor. It's it's like what you said about BoJack. It's throwing like six different levels of comedy at you, almost like Nathan mm-hmm. Fillion. Like there's highbrow intellectualism, political jokes, pop culture references, uh, and then there's just lowbrow like puns, silliness, like goofy jokes, and also just standard sitcom character jokes. It's throwing everything at you. Uh, the cast, everyone is just doing such a good job uh, that I can't help but get annoyed when everyone's like, "Oh, save, save!" I don't, I don't want to go too hard on Brooklyn Nine Nine. It, it is a good show. It's a good show, but it Thirty Rock is so much better. And I don't know why people love Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I know that it's good. It brings them joy. I know it's, it's a ha- good show. It's to like just a happy show, with. but like. If you want to watch a show of that nature, I don't know why you wouldn't just watch 30 Rock. To me, it's better in pretty much every conceivable way. And that's not a huge knock uh, against Brooklyn Nine-Nine. This is just a show that's firing at all cylinders. Sometimes it just comes down to, like, what group you want to hang out with. You'd rather... Some people would rather just hang out with Sandberg and Peretti. Yeah. And um, uh, what's the... um, Oh, I forgot the Andre Andre Brower? Yeah. Um, No, the other guy. Well, I'm... Uh, the Jolo old spice, the old spice guy. Oh, Terry cruz Terry, Terry cruz Yes. Um. I mean, yeah. I I get what you're saying. I just this is. This I mean,
1: there is plenty of that out there. Like, so for example, like I like just if I'm just gonna have something casually on, like I'll put on something like Bob's Burgers. But I wouldn't call mm. Bob's Burgers like one of the best yeah. shows of our time. That's like fair. I love Bob's Burgers. Don't Still get me great. wrong. Yeah, it's a great show. You know, I love that show. You but... know what?
0: You know what? At the end of the day, it is that kind of pisses me off about that show about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's the name of my sex tape joke. I hate that. And you know why? Because it's a worse version of "That's What She Said," which uh, The Office did ten years prior. But on The Office, the joke was that Michael, oh, because Sandberg always says that, yeah, he's all like, the time, yeah, yeah, whenever someone's like, oh, put it in, huh, name more sex tape, and yeah. that, so that's a, already worse than "That's What She Said." That's what she said was. The joke of that on The Office was it's stupid that Michael thinks it's funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I you know what I mean? But whenever they say that shit on Brooklyn Nine Nine, they're just like, yeah, this is a funny joke. Audience laugh at it, and <laughs> it's not good. Like it's really bad, and you can tell. Yeah, because Sandberg isn't like. It's somebody that everybody hates and is annoyed with. Well, no, and it's just because, like, every character is saying that. And it's almost like how every – like, when I was dumb in middle school, I was like, oh, dude, that's what she says. is actually hilarious. (laughs) You know what I mean? I didn't get the complexity of, like, no, it's funny that he thinks it's funny. Uh, But this show has, like, full-fledged adults being like, "Uh, name my freaking sex tape, dude. (laughs) And it's not a good joke. It's not funny. (laughs) And you need to stop laughing. If you're happy right now, you should become sad like me. It is –
1: well, I mean, I do – Gonna kind of sidebar a little bit from your sidebar. I just think that it's like it's so sad that we're never gonna see a time like that in TV again, where there's four like best of the decade shows on yeah. one channel in like coming on like just back to back to yeah, back to back of each you other. You can
0: you can you can turn on Hulu and put on Thirty Rock <laughs> I, and then put on yeah, Community. You,
1: but it's it's I mean you know what I mean. It's not the same as like a new you going as like a new episode yeah. just coming out in a block together like. Mm. What yeah. was it? Thursday nights on uh, something like that. T G I T.
0: Yeah, and I I didn't even mention how Alec Baldwin is just casually a lead in this show, yeah. <laughs> on again and slays. Yeah, like, again, he, every episode. He, like he's a great actor in like serious movies. I hate him as Donald Trump on SNL. Uh, he is amazing in Thirty Rock, and he's in every episode. And he's not like he's an like an A lister. Like this show is absolutely off the charts good. Um, I'm really sorry for being so negative. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna return to Thirty Rock because I watched every episode up until around season three, True. and I haven't watched past that. It's, so I need I need to like well, go all the, the other. Way. The one advantage I think it does have over all of the shows I listed from that block is you can put on any episode and it'll be very good. Which The Office's peak was better than Thirty Rock's peak, definitely. Uh, Community's peak I would call better than Thirty Rock's peak. Parks and Rec not so much for me. It's close, but. Thirty Rock, you can put on season one or season seven, and they'll be similar. It's consistent. Yeah,
1: or, I mean, The Office does. I, I think it really hit its stride on season eight. Oh. <laughs> yeah, once, said no once one ever. That Steve Carell yeah. got out of the way. Oh, yeah, he was too busy getting Oscar nominations. Yeah. Um
0: Anyway, it's it's just so so good, and I feel like it's. Here's an, another analogy for you, Hunter. It's the Hakeem Olajuwon of of sitcoms. It just Ooh, it existed okay. in an era where there were just five of them. And it's so one it's of those like, things.
1: It's one of those things where you could say that's one of the top five shows ever, and you can't really argue with it.
0: Yeah, but a lot of the time,
1: because you're just like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, He's got the footwork, but that's what footwork I'm ta- is yeah. consistency. But like
0: when when Hakeem gets brought up, just like Thirty Rock, it, oftentimes it's in articles that are talking about that block. They'll be like, you know, Hakeem gets brought up when they're like, oh yeah, Duncan Hakeem. You know, I can't believe he was playing the same time as MJ Barkley. It's like, no, no, no. Let's talk about just this. Yeah, like just this is incredible. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to pop off about that a little bit. This has been Drew's comedy corner. <sighs> Drew's comedy sport corner. I'm, I'm sweating and. Listen, I like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I was gonna say, but it's not as fucking good, all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need to come to the defense for Brooklyn Nine Nine because I don't really, I've never really gotten into Brooklyn Nine Nine. So it's a, it's a good show.
0: It is a good show. I, mean, I don't, I don't want. Not as good as Thirty Rock. But I it's would. Not ju- bad. I know it's not bad. I just it bothers me when I have an episode on and I have to turn it off because I've heard four <laughs> bad jokes in a row. Because any any episode of every comedy will have bad jokes, but sometimes they go on a, a bad streak. They're yeah. like. It's like uh, Clay Thompson.
1: Well, okay, so to that point, The Office is kind of the opposite of that, where sometimes they'll take a joke and then just make that the whole thing. Think about Scott's Tots episode of The Office, Mm. where it's just one thing, but that's the entire episode. And you might hate it, but you're (laughs) fucking stuck with it the whole episode. And it gets... It like it gets either better or worse for you as it goes
0: along, but they are <laughs>
1: committing to that being the fucking bit. Yeah, and you
0: will feel you the will uncomfortableness. Feel it, yeah. yeah, it's one. Just, one uh... thing I I will say about uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine now that I think of it, from what I remember about Thirty Rock, of what I've seen, they do touch on like a little bit of like racism and miso- misogyny and themes like that, but they're still able to like really have the comedy in focus the whole time it, it, it which won't show? it won't on 30 rock yeah, yeah, yeah it won't turn into like a very special episode of 30 rock oh no it'll always be funny yeah and but the, on, but the episodes do revolve you're right they revolve around sexism and racism and they, a yeah lot. they don't shy away from that yeah. stuff on brooklyn Nine Nine, there's one episode in particular that i remember where terry cruz is like harassed by a white police officer in his own neighborhood like right outside his own home and he's like he's like searched and like uh it's it's like a very harrowing moment for a black man who is also a police officer you know and they take that event and do a whole episode around like whether or not he should report this police officer to his supervisor because he you know he can go through um he, he's a sergeant and he can go through his own um you know path to reporting this guy making sure that that mm. there is accountability for what he did is it a very serious episode of brooklyn 99 there's jokes for sure but they take the theme very seriously and i i was very surprised by that episode i was like oh my god they're actually like Taking the time to tell they w- this they genuine went for, story, like Will
1: Smith and his dad and Fresh Prince of <laughs> Well, it episode. does
0: it doesn't get teary-eyed. It never gets like tearjerker or, or anything like that. But nothing they, can ever get full Will Smith. They do dad. address it with full sincerity about like this horrible thing happened to this man right outside his home, and um, there's like a B plot where um, the uh, what's her name Santiago and um, uh, Sandberg are babysitting uh, his kids and he's having, they're having to like explain to them what racism is like Terry Cruz's little kids. And that's handled with a lot of levity, but the the whole theme of the episode is about like this kind of toxic uh, relationship between black uh, people and white police officers. And they didn't, they didn't make a joke of it or make like a silly you know too serious episode of brooklyn 99 is that the only one that does that from what i can remember because right, i've never seen a single moment of levity on that show <laughs> like from, what, i mean it's like i said it doesn't get like sappy yeah i know but it's well, the no, one I'm... that i can think of, of of it taking the time to tackle a serious topic no like i'm with i'm sincerity. i'm really interested in that i would want to watch that because that did bother me because like sandberg like proposes to what's her name and then, like, there's one second where she's like, oh, that's so nice. And then it's like, bleh, bleh, near my sex tape. Bleh, bleh. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. slow down for yeah. one second. Uh, and But, yeah, that's that sounds great. Um, and that is another thing I do love about 30 Rock is uh, topically it's aged really well. Mm-hmm. Like Because, like you said, so many episodes are, you know, it's written by Tina Fey. It's about her struggling to do her job in showbiz. Like, it's very autobiographical. And same goes for Tracy Morgan. He deals with a lot of racist bullshit. And having to sell out as like the token black guy. Yeah, And on top of that, there's a lot of good like racial humor in the show because the show had a writer's room that included people like Donald Glover and like that's right and, fucking ha- and hannibal burris yeah. like this and uh, not to mention Kay cannon was a writer for this show like she wrote the most episodes out of anybody she went on to make fucking pitch perfect on oh my blockers. she's a movie director now i just thought of a quick little deviation that i, I gotta bring out because i'll forget about it i was talking to my sister this weekend and she listened to this episode of dax shepard's podcast uh, with Aubrey Plaza Dude, on it, people love that because she was podcast. she was promoting uh, Child's Play, and she was talking about how she went to NYU with Donald Glover, and uh, he ran like a an open mic night in Brooklyn before he he was before he was ever like the Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine like? Going to an open mic night, (laughs) dude. NYU is is fucking loaded with people. I know. Like at at the same time as both of them, Lady Gaga was there. Like it's absolutely, it's insane. Uh, yeah, Donald's he's has the most fascinating fucking. He shot to stardom so quick. I know. Because now everyone was like, Yeah, I knew him. Yeah, he he graduates NYU. (laughs) He does the Derek comedy videos. Those blow up on YouTube. He's one of the first viral stars. He then immediately straight out of college gets 30 rock Uh, like probably the best uh tv writing job you could get in new york easily it's way more fun to write for them than to write for fallon or whatever Yeah, for sure uh and then from there obviously yada yada he's on tv community he leaves community because he's like no i'm gonna go be better than that even and it's like how could you be better than that and then he is like he's a he's a madman anyway uh i want to get serious for a moment
1: oh fuck yeah
0: i sometimes uh a movie will come along that the the reaction the cultural reaction to it is so severe and so negative that you just got to think there's no way it's that bad you know you're just like it's not like you guys are being wussies about it like you know it's mostly men they're just like men are like oh this sucks and particularly if it's like i don't know say 2008 like, yeah, Tumblr culture. Yeah, we're in we're in middle school back then. Like, of course, all the boys are gonna be like, "Oh, I hate this movie about girls. It's the uh, peak of Harry Potter." Yeah. Uh, so every now and again, a movie comes around that just gets way bashed, way too hard. And Twilight is not one of those movies. Um, Twilight is one of the worst movies I've seen in my whole life. So you know, it's funny.
1: I've seen the first three of these movies, nice. and the second and the third one
0: I saw in theaters. Dude, they all did very well. Needless to say, in yeah. theaters, they all popped off.
1: Um, so you think that the first Twilight movie is bad? So I will say, I do. I do. I stumbled into. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, I stumbled into. It was. I can recount the day like perfectly. It was. I was watching like a Florida State game with my mom and my sister, who at the time had read all the books. They were super diehard Twilight series fans. <laughs> Ew. And um they were like Jen and Heather just they're like fucking... it came out the movie came out in late November. I think it came out on Thanksgiving weekend on the day have like the Florida State Florida game. It's, where it's which the big
0: family movie getting, of the holidays. They're
1: getting Florida State's getting their ass kicked, so we turned off the movie at halftime <laughs> and
0: went to go see. New Moon. This is awesome. Was your mom just like, um, Bart, why can't you be more like Jacob? So,
1: <laughs> so, I had not seen the first Twilight movie before stumbling <laughs> into the second one. Doesn't even matter. And it was the worst movie I would ever seen in my life up to that point. And since then, I've gone back and watched the first Twilight movie, it's not as bad as New Moon. Wow. Because guess what? New Moon literally has some
0: quote-unquote action. Um, There's no action <laughs> in New Moon. So... I'm going to talk about the action in Twilight, because okay, yeah. most, most, mo- most of the action is a game of baseball. <laughs> I can't even... I thought, I thought people <laughs> were really just, like, b- bugging out about this movie. I thought it was not deserved. This movie's, like... the You wor- hadn't seen this movie before? No, why? Why no. Why not? It's a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> this was... Have you seen it, Ernie? No. This no was never. As far as, like, s- successful, bigger-budget movies go, this might be the worst one I've ever seen in my whole life. Because on every level, it's awful. And I, I'm still excited for the Pat-Man. Um, he didn't, like, drag the movie down. Kristen Stewart is very talented. We've seen her be great. Yeah, she's a great actress. No, but I, I'm i not going to give her a pass here. <laughs> on On this first movie, she's making it worse. <laughs> she makes the worst movie worse. And I don't know what is going on. Like, the, the direction is uh, truly visionary level of bad. Like, it's... <laughs> It's transcendentally bad. Um, So many cuts, I I was, like, dizzy, basically. Cuts, like, during just a conversation. That's what I'm talking... It was, Mm. like, the Bohemian Rhapsody scene that Mm. went so viral. It was cuts that the only explanation is, like, the editor died like (laughs) while make. I don't even... Like, the only explanation is that the takes of the actors were so bad that they couldn't stay on them for more than half a second, or else we would all notice that it's so bad. Like... I cannot explain this movie in any in any capacity. The writing, I'm sure that it's very similar to to what happens in the book. Uh first of all, this is all well-worn territory. I'm aware this is not fresh comedy or anything, but this is like one of the most toxic relationships I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, it's so bad. Um, it's it's and really it makes goodness. a lot of uh the perhaps because of the vampire venom. <laughs> yeah. That's what's toxic I really need about you to take it. this seriously right now. <laughs> Okay, uh, (laughs) but it made a lot of sense because I saw the first Fifty Shades movie. Did I talk about that on the pod? Oh, dear God, no. (laughs) I saw that a while back, and that was obviously horrible. That Fifty Shades, uh, those stories started off as Twilight fan fiction on the internet. Erotic fan fiction. And it makes so much sense because they're both about really, really bad relationships that women need to be scared of and stay away from uh edward is a like not good he wants Um, to murder bella (laughs) at every moment that he's with her is a moment he's thinking about killing her and yet we're supposed to like he's a he's a crummagey old 90 year old man 100 year old he's also yeah he's very old she's like in high school she's like 16 or something uh really everything about the relationship is bad uh he is he keeps saving her and then he's like he calls her like a bitch or whatever she's like i can tell you're nice and he's like, "Yeah, but it's it's better for you if I call you a bitch," and then he like runs off into a tree or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, the color palette of the movie. Oh, it's the most
1: bland color palette I've so, ever seen in my life.
0: Obviously, it, you it's know, like gray. This is yeah. This is set in rainy, you know, Wash, Forks, Washington, or whatever. It's gonna be uh so no yellows allowed no oranges or yes so but the thing is they made it so every character looks like a vampire (laughs) like (laughs) no everybody looks so pale and you're like is that a vampire i don't i I can't yeah because like they're really trying to sell that angle of like oh look how pale edward is and his whole family but everyone's pale because the white balance is so fucked like it's so bad it's the most blue it's like what i said about the show ap bio which is yeah. a lot of people are making this comparison. Uh, <laughs> they just there's no purpose for this being so blue of a movie. I get it. You want it to be dark, but it's bright blue. That's not anything that doesn't play into any theme of the whole movie. Um, so that's bad. Acting's bad. Man, I just. I'll never forget the car
1: scene in which (laughs) Edward jumps in front of Bella and stops a car from coming. And that was the. I was so out on Robert Pattinson just on his look at that point because he has like the most like. He looks like the dude who's way too fucked up, but he's, like, eyeing a girl down across the bar, and his mouth is, like, slightly agape. (laughs) Just (laughs) dead-eyed. That's the look that he is giving Bella. Yeah.
0: He wants to murder her. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I guess I'll just date you, though. But, like, it's it's a story about a, a... A yummy snack. I I just, I cannot believe how bad it was. We all became Team Jacob. Well, no, because Allison was, you know, she asked me if I wanted to watch it as a joke. And I was like, actually, I really do. I feel like there's no way it's as bad as people said. Mm -hmm. It's worse. It's like, I didn't think that big budget movies could be this bad. It's like a B movie. Well, what is this, what is this, um, the the baseball, baseball scene? So, (laughs) oh man, it's absolutely (laughs) inexplicable. I'll try to explain it, though. Uh, the vampire... The Collins are this whole family of teenagers that are all secretly old, and they live in this, like, super nice... Yeah, and Anna Kendrick is one of them, right? No, she's a normal girl. Oh. Um, oh. S- yeah, so it's this whole family of teenagers, and they all live in this, like, zillion-dollar Washington home with ver- glass walls and shit, which, by the way, they they don't like the sunlight. They should just not have... <laughs> it's a horrible house for them to live in. Um, <laughs> so much natural lighting. So <laughs> So out of nowhere she meets she meets the whole family. It's really weird and bizarre. All the dialogue, I cannot even try to explain to you. Then they're like he he's like, "Hey, you should come uh play baseball with us." This v- very brooding family of uh teen hunk vampires. She's like, what? Baseball? He's like, so there's no well, werewolves? Well, baseball
1: is kind of the most brooding of all sports. <laughs> so it does make there's sense. There's no werewolves in this movie?
0: Um, They don't really come in. it. Yeah, they're oh, very right, right.
1: small. It becomes more of a thing with the love triangle in the second and the third movie. Yeah,
0: um... By the way, Jacob... I'm going to go off about the sequels. I, I mean. haven't seen the sequels, but I'm already fully Team Jacob. Yeah, so that's he's the thing so is that Jacob nice. is actually a nice guy. And Taylor Lautner back then was also, like Also, he a doesn't want to fucking
1: eat her. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: that's also a big plus. He's actively trying to not... Like, he's not killing her. He actually doesn't kill her in the whole movie. So I, I'm already on his side. He's above Edward. Um, so they, they're like, yeah, I should play baseball with us. She's like, vampires, baseball, what? Uh, like you know the whole audience is thinking and they're, they're like yeah it's america's pastime uh, we love it and then she's like that's weird and he's like well, just wait till you see us play baseball so they go out into a washington field in the middle of the rainforest <laughs> and <laughs> they play baseball and they're all vampires which as we know vampires can run super fast and uh jump high very as high we in all the air. know <laughs> yeah so they it's it's like the basketball scene in uh the batman movie with catwoman Catwoman
1: you're talking about the Catwoman it's
0: it's that level of poor action direction where this CG is only 10 years old this is a 2008 movie it it looks like it was shot for like ten dollars like it's really really bizarre how bad it is uh in addition to the base like over stylized yeah it's just like they'll hit the baseball and it'll be slow-mo really like the matrix they're definitely going for matrix style shit and then Edward will just kind of, like, smirk at it. And it'll be, like, going, like, a mile down the fucking forest. And she's like, huh. And, and then Bill's like, well, that's a home run, right? And, and she's like, uh-uh-uh. Wait till you see Edward. And he just goes, zoom! And, like, fucking sprints off. It looks like... I don't I don't know why it looks so bad. Like... I need, I need to see one of those VFX artists react to Twilight types of videos. I had about a $37 million budget. So, that's, a, okay. that's so
1: much money. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm glad that you brought the budgets because I want to re- bring up how much money these movies made. So it was the a first lot. Twilight movie, Worldwide, made $393 million. It's a lot of money. Jump to Eclipse made $698 million. Nearly seven hundred million. It only keeps going up from there. Each of these movies made more money than the last. New Moon made seven oh nine. Breaking Dawn Part One made seven twelve, and then the finale, Breaking Dawn Part Two, made eight hundred and twenty nine million dollars.
0: Jeez, that's the one with Lee Pace. Yeah, with our <laughs> that's guy. Why, that that's That was why, why he got in
1: halt and Catch Fire was yeah. because of his performance. Um, um, this is like the ultimate. This whole series is the ultimate version of writing making bad acting. Like, sometimes bad acting can weigh down a script. This is the ultimate version. Or the same thing, like, a really good script can make a good actor out of something that isn't good. Like, we've seen these people go on to do great things. Kristen Stewart, I think, is a really good actress. Robert Pattinson is one of my favorite actors that's working right now. But he is, like, actively bad in this franchise. There
0: was no way to save it. it. This was an unsalvageable movie like it's absolutely insane. To me. I mean from what I've heard the books are pretty bad. Well, well yeah, I've heard so. that
1: the first book is actually like solid from, but then From your gets... mom. No, no, no. <laughs> like I I actually had a couple of friends who they would like it was always a thing that they had to confide in me that like <laughs> All right, so like the first Twilight hey book Hunter, is like, actually I, pretty good. I
0: heard your mom likes these, so yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and it's trust like, you on it's this It's like the, the football captain. It's like the quarterback of the team. Like, but hey, yo, I do want to. I like, do want to go on. <laughs> so
1: you know how like <laughs> <laughs> so going on to New Moon, the sequel of this movie, it pretty much takes everything that was at least salvageable from the first movie and just discards that (laughs) and makes it all about this love triangle in which Jacob is clearly a better dude, but like he's also moody because, you know, werewolves are moody. (laughs) And also uh, vampires, they're also moody. And also teenage girls, they're also moody. So you're watching this love triangle where you just hate everyone.
0: Werewolves are moony.
1: So... Here's the thing about, because not only do I vividly remember seeing New Moon in theaters, I also vividly remember my, family, my sister and my mom being like, Hunter, but you've seen the first one now, and we saw the second one in theaters. The third one, the third book's really good. Like, there's a lot of action in it. You're going to like it. Let me tell you what the action is. In Twilight Eclipse. What do they play, fucking croquet? (laughs) No. So the action sequences, the best way I can describe them is, you know, um, I'm doing a lot of shitting on Dragon Ball Z in this podcast, but you know how, like, everything in Dragon Ball Z, how there's, like, four and a half episodes of just them staring at each other before a fight? That's the entirety of the movie is, like, a stare down in which they're, like, internally talking and talking (laughs) to their buds and then screaming across a field at each other. And then they go up and they have a fight sequence sequence which at the time at the time in like twenty twelve whenever it came out it looked horrendous. Like their transformations into werewolves or into like menacing vampirical beasts uh looks god awful.
0: Why do they have to transform into vampirical beasts? Because they're fucking
1: vampires, man. You know, that's they just turn into bats?
0: No. It's uh-huh. not canon, dude. Okay,
1: I don't know. Actually, it might be. I don't. I, I don't remember. I don't
0: want to. I don't want to harp on this for too long because it is Twilight, and I was supposed to. Well, t- tune in next week as we take on the extend extended universe. Just wait. If I yeah. win the summer movie wager, we're talking New Moon. Well, did you guys know that the town where the movie takes place in is like a hub of fandom for Forks? Th- oh yeah, dude. People go to yeah. Forks. Like people like and there's people. It's like, like the like Twin Lit- Peaks there. town. They live there in the like, reenact How fucking things. dare you? Did you do that to Swakami Falls just to yeah. insult me? This was a very Lynchian movie, <laughs> in that I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Well, I I look. I know it, this is stupid, and I don't even need to talk about it. But like, I was just shocked because I went in being like, all right, it's no way it's that bad, and it's worse. Don't don't give it a chance. Ten years later, don't even. Yeah, that's all. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of We Bought a Mic. Uh, check us out on social media at We Bought Mic, and please leave us a glowing five-star review, a glistening vampire sparkly five-star review. Um, if you liked what you heard, and you can always reach us at WeBoughtaMic at gmail.com with all your takes and stuff. Yeah, um, listen to our uh, Toy Story review to see.
1: We're going to say... Is this better is the Toy Story franchise better or worse than the Twilight franchise? Right. right. We finally settled the score. People have been debating on Twitter. on the interwebs. we finally settled the score on what is the better quadrilogy. I think
0: it's 50 shades. <laughs> yeah. And next week you can look so forward threes. to our review of Spider-Man far from home and midsummer coming at you within the next so couple of weeks. Yeah. So stick around for that. Uh, until next time we have bought a mic well bam bye bye thanks for listening so long